good-looking men should not be allowed to show up on one's doorstep without at least 24 hours' notice, Stephanie Wynne thought wearily, as she leaned against her front door and tried not to think about the fact that she hadn't slept in nearly 48 hours, couldn't remember her last shower, and knew that her short blonde hair looked as if it had been cut with a rice thresher. Three kids down with stomach flu had a way of taking the sparkle and glamour out of a woman's day. Not that the man in front of her was going to care about her personal problems. Despite the fact that it was nearly two in the morning, the handsome, well-dressed stranger standing on her porch looked rested, tidy, and really tall. She glanced from his elegant suit to the stained and torn football jersey she'd pulled out of the rag bag when she'd run out of clean clothes about two days ago because... Her tired brain struggled for the reason. Oh yeah, the washer was broken. Again, not something he was going to sweat about. Paying guests only wanted excellent service, quiet rooms, and calorie-laden breakfasts. She did her best to forget her pathetic appearance and forced her mouth into what she hoped was a friendly smile. You must be Nash Harmon. Thanks for calling earlier and letting me know you'd be arriving late. My flight out of Chicago was delayed. He drew his dark eyebrows together as he looked her up and down. I hope I didn't wake you, Mrs. Wynne, Stephanie Wynne. She stepped back into the foyer of the old Victorian house. Welcome to Serenity House. The awful name for the bed and breakfast had been her late husband's idea. After three years, she could speak it without wincing, but only just. If not for the very expensive custom-made stained-glass sign that had replaced the front window, and the fact that her kids would object, Stephanie would have changed the name of the B&B in a heartbeat. Her guest carried a leather duffel and a garment bag into the house. Her gaze moved between his expensive leather boots and her own mouse slippers with their tattered ears. When she finally headed upstairs to her own bed, she must remember not to look at herself in the mirror confirming her worst fears would cause her to shriek and wake the boys. The man signed the registration card she'd left on the front desk, and she processed his credit card. Once she'd received approval, she handed him an old-fashioned brass key. Your room is this way, she said, heading up the stairs. She'd put him in the front bedroom. Not only was it large and comfortable with a view of Glenwood— but it was one of the only two guest rooms that weren't under her third-floor apartment. When she wasn't completely booked, she found it much easier to have guests stay there than to constantly keep at her kids to stay quiet. Being loud and being a boy seemed to go hand in hand. Five minutes later, she'd explained the amenities of the room, said she would be serving breakfast from 7.30 to 9, and asked him if he would like her to leave a newspaper outside his door in the morning. He refused the paper. She nodded and headed for the hallway. Mrs. Wynne? She turned back to look at him. Stephanie, please. He nodded. Do you have a map of the area? I'm here to visit some people and I don't know my way around. Sure. Downstairs. I'll put one out for you at breakfast. Thank you. He offered her a slight smile, one that didn't touch his eyes. It was late, and she was so tired that her eyelashes hurt. But instead of leaving that second, she hesitated. Oh, not more than a heartbeat, but just long enough to notice that the overhead light brought out the brownish highlights in his close-cropped black hair 
and that the hint of dark stubble on his square jaw made him look just a little bit dangerous.